Want to know the secret to healthcare disruption? It's you. It's you. Are you ready to join hosts Jerry Durham and Andrew Rothschild in breaking down the healthcare status quo and creating a customer-focused experience? It starts with you. Time to break it. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to Healthcare Disruption Podcast. I'm Jerry Durham, and uh, today with me, I have Mitch Babcock out of Holly, Michigan. Mitch is a, I would say, as someone who's been out 25 years, I'd say Mitch is a brand spanking new DPT. How are you doing today, Mitch? I'm doing outstanding, Jerry. Thanks so much for having me on the show, man. Oh, sure. I was excited. You know, with the uh, healthcare disruption theme and mission, really want to talk to people that are doing things that other people aren't. And uh, for someone who's only been a licensed part of the profession for how many months now? What do we got about yeah. seven months? Six, seven, Six yeah. Months, yeah. Okay. Seven okay. months. I think you're doing a lot of great things. And um, we need to make the profession of physical therapy aware of people like you and what you're doing. And again, that was my impetus for uh, getting on here. You know, we're definitely going to talk about Mitch's business ventures and what he's doing out there. And uh, the goal is not to talk business tactics. It's more about the mindset. And uh, Mitch and I go back, what, about two years, Mitch? Three years? Two years? It's uh, at least two, two and a half. So um, I hope everybody's sitting down because I got some breaking news. I met Mitch on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, very good. So Mitch and I met on Twitter and that's where this, this wonderful relationship started. So Mitch, I think you, uh, why don't you share a little bit about, because I want you to share, because I want you to say why, how the connection occurred and why Twitter was a good thing for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And uh, you know, it's like a, I feel like we're telling our first date story or something. um, (laughs) You are, by the way, this isn't the first one. I hang up some of the calls going, did, did, did I just start a relationship with someone? <laughs> yeah. You know, Twitter of all places too. And, you know, back then, and I say that like back then, back when we were on Twitter, but it felt, and I don't know your perspective of it now, but it feels significantly more populated in, in the physical therapy, physio kind of culture on, on Twitter, which is great. Um, it didn't seem that way two, three years ago. There was um, a handful of folks that were pretty active on there. And, I, and I'm not sure what drove me to... <laughs> Uh, restarting my Twitter account. I actually deactivated it. Didn't find a purpose for it. Um, felt like it was just another place to um, share your life story. And I felt like we as people had enough of those, but for some reason I got back at, uh, engaged in Twitter and used it as my, as my source to communicate with, with the physical therapy uh, culture in that sense. And um, anyone who knows Jerry, you, you are, uh, you're pretty active to say the least on there. So following your stuff was a, uh, was a no brainer. And, and, you know, and I'm a Wolverine fan, so I think we yeah, have some other emotional the connections there too. Yeah, the go blue and the sock mafia right away. So it was, it was good stuff. But, um, you know, at first it was just silently listening to the discussion on Twitter, um, learning who to follow, why, you know, having my biases challenged. And then, 
you know, one thing led to another and you were teaching a course in Chicago and that's how I found out, I found out through Twitter about your patient experience course in Chicago and myself and a, a good friend of mine in, in grad school, Tucker Furbush, if you remember yeah. Tucker, um, yeah. he's a Ohio state fan, but, we, we but that's all right. Him. And, and we, I think we let him have it in the class too. Yeah. We referenced that a few times. <laughs> yeah. He didn't get out scotch free with that, but, uh, we made the trip to Chicago to, down to entropy physio with, with Sarah and Sandy at their, at their outstanding facility. And I think it's important to know, because that was, as I look back now, and I know my career is so young, but that was one of the first turning points for my career was going to that course because I got a chance to uh, to not only go to your course, but really engage with you. Um, Gene Chirac was there, Aaron Rothschild, uh, or Andrew Rothschild was there, and, and um, you know, Sarah and Sandy. And, and that was a real pivotal point for me because that really set <laughs> – my direction over the next few months. You know, I was quickly after that where I joined up with Gene's online mentorship group, the uh, mentorship masterminds with him and Jeff Moore. And over the next two years, that really evolved my thinking and growth. And then having you and all the other resources in my corner to kind of bounce ideas off of was, was extremely instrumental. So just Twitter really set the stage for everything that kind of unfolded in the next two or three years of my grad program. Yeah, it's interesting. So this theme is coming up a lot, and I'm glad you mentioned it, because what I heard you say is the resources available to you, um, whether it was face to face or it was, um, you know, let's say uh, Wi-Fi enabled um, was huge. Is that correct? So the people you engage with online met face to face, or maybe some people you hadn't met face to face. So tell me a little bit about the resources again, like you were talking about with the masterminds. What, what did that give you the ability to do? Yeah. I mean, it really just connect. Right. And, and we struggle to do that as students sometimes look, you know, we cling to professors because they're, they're the only ones close to us that we feel that we can talk to. And when we have ideas, we want to, we want to bring all of our ideas right to our professors and, and no fault of their own, but they're extremely busy as it is. So they don't really have time to, to sit and really engage with us on, on all of our ideas, but you just, you're in this state in this, this time of life where you're, you're exploring a lot of things, you're, you're learning new material, you're forming your own biases and your own perspectives. And then to have something like Twitter or Wi-Fi enabled, you know, uh, professional connections, um, to, to challenge those biases or to, you know, provoke new thoughts or, you know, you can, you can get in touch with people like Kelly Starrett out there in San Francisco by you and, yeah. and people in Chicago and Florida yeah. and Texas. And you can be, you know, the leaders in our industry, you can be having conversations with them. And so the, you know, the insight, the conversation with those people being able to connect with those people is the resource. I think ultimately those are the things that will at that stage in your, in your career as a DPT student and, and carrying it forward as a fresh new PT and, and onward in your career. I think it's important to have those conversations to be able to connect with people and stay engaged and, and stay developing. Wow. That is, that, that's well stated. And as someone who's obviously just went through it and is still in it, uh, as you, that's awesome. You made another great point there, Mitch, the ability. So I hate to do this, but back when I went to school and walked uphill in the snow both ways, um, when, when I was in school without the Wi-Fi enabled world, 
my mentors were limited basically to the people in my immediate area. You may, you brought up the good point about, you know, reaching out to like Kelly Starrett and people like that and being able, and actually this is what I love about Twitter. You're not sending an email. You're not sending a snail mail. You're not leaving a voicemail. You're actually reaching out to them and you're engaging with them. So you have the ability uh, in the Wi-Fi enabled world to have a conversation with someone whom you wouldn't have been able to have a con who, by the way, has no issue having a conversation with you, wants to talk to you, right? But you wouldn't have known they existed. You wouldn't have had that resource, um, say, five, 10 years ago. I think that's a great point also. And I'm really talking these days about how the resources available to to the um, DPT students and the fresh PTs are so insanely vast in a good way that, again, to fail or ignorance is your your choice. So if you want to learn, like you said, you go to your professors, they don't have the answer. Where can I go? Let me scroll through my Twitter feed. Let me go through Facebook. So, so all this stuff came up for different reasons. And part of the, I think part of this stuff was for us to understand how to use it for good. And yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I should mention there's, I should mention there as well. Like I landed a, I landed, I, it was also the reason that I had an internship with Dr. Zach Long, the barbell physio down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Like I, I packed up my car and drove down to Charlotte simply because of a discussion, a conversation that we were having on Twitter. And, you know, Zach opened the door to say, basically come to a clinical with me. would love to have a student. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm down in Charlotte, North Carolina. So with one of the best internships I could have, I could have dreamed up and, you know, had a, had a real influential, another, pivot point in my, you know, early career, but just, it's about the conversation. And like you said there, that, that they're willing to have it and they're, they are looking for people to have the conversation with as well, as much as we are. That's so great because that then you said it was, so that is actually a, a significant point on the map to where you got to today. Correct. Having that internship with Zach. Oh, 100% huge. I was, I was searching for another physical therapist, which was thinking the way I was wanted to shape a career the way that I wanted to. And it just so happened to unfold that Zach's career was developing as it was early in its stage at that time. And he's, if you follow his content, which he puts out outstanding stuff on Facebook and his website and Instagram, he's just um, blown up in the last year or so. So being there with him was was paramount to to some early success I had of, of gaining some attention from some uh, consumers in the industry. So, yeah, absolutely huge. God, that that's God. I love that story. You, you know what? So so here's. 2017 we're what three weeks in almost you know and what what you're making me think in the last couple of conversations i've had is this term mentor is really changing and i'm thinking some of the advice i gave in december regarding how to find a mentor is starting to get <clears throat> is starting to get is is probably aged and is probably old and i need to update because really what we're talking about here are mentors and finding mentors and mentors um, and how you find mentors and the number of mentors you can access through this Wi-Fi enabled world is significantly different. And uh, this is this is interesting as hell because this is becoming how to find great mentors, not a great mentor uh, discussion. So take us, Mitch, um, down the path. So there you are with Zach. You had uh, taken my course. And then you also, I would highly assume on Twitter and maybe other social media places were engaged with other DPT students, right? And maybe brand new grads. Yeah. Oh, correct. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, 
I was trying to stay active on everything I could. Yeah, and and then so there's this great group of people who want to change the world, who believe they can change the world. Yet there's another group of people that are out there telling you you can't change the world unless you follow this set path. Am I correct? That's 100 percent correct. Yeah. So. So here's this great new medium that's giving you access to people you could have never had access to in the past. They're expanding your knowledge. They're mentoring you, for lack of a better term, they're mentoring you. And then, and then all of a sudden, you got this great, great fire going. And then you got this whole other group trying to put the fire out all the time. Um, you, you take me through that a little bit. Yeah, and it's um, a lot of student. I, I say students. I group that in because that's where I just came from. But yeah, we'll, you know, we, we'll we, leave it. Well, here, sure. real quick, just for context, students are first through third year, and then we'll call the fresh PT the brand new grad. So we'll say students and fresh PT if you don't mind for context. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, and you know, you, you come, you start <laughs> learning things, you start getting a perspective of the profession, you start talking with patients and customers and clients, and and realizing what what's available in the industry and how that fits and jives with your with your beliefs and your ambitions and your passions, and you and you start to really put your foot out there as far as what you want to create in this in this huge market and. Um, obviously we can be very gung ho early on and, and not have thought many things through, but there's a lot of individuals who take a very uh, realistic and oftentimes pessimistic view on some of this stuff. And, you know, I, I respect that in the sense that it, it provides context where you, mm-hmm. you may not have had it before you, you're not experienced enough in the business sense in the, in the culture, in the, in the community to know some of these things. However, I, I, I really frown on, or it, it upsets me or disappoints me. I should say that when, when it's pessimistic with no resolution, with there's with no it. option or just, you, you know, just, just to rain on your parade for no better reason than just to do it on Twitter. And, um, I, I, I feel personally that some of those individuals and not to name anyone in particular, I can't, even if I wanted to, but, uh, maybe are just jaded by, um, you know, the profession as they've known it or in their area or some clinics that they've worked in and they're coming at it with their, with their lens and their perspective of physical therapy for the past 10 or 15, 20 years, maybe as they've seen it. And we're coming at it looking at it as an entirely new profession, looking at the market as an entirely open landscape. And all we're asking for is, is the chance to kind of create what, what we would like and, um, and not get grouped under this umbrella term of, of PT of the past or anything like that. So, um, it can get frustrating at times with that disconnect there. I, you know, I've, I've tried to remain very open-minded to all the, uh, all the influences and, and opinions of everyone and just try to pull out the ones that are most helpful, whether that be guidance in another direction, things to consider. Um, and I pretty much, I do my best to turn out the ones that are just being negative for negative sake, really. Yeah. Wow. That, that was great. Uh, that's a great take on it. You know, I wrote down a couple things you said, right. That negative for negative sake. Right. And I, and I wrote down a word and I don't know if these can go together, but you know, pessimistic with a closed mind versus pessimistic with an open mind. And I think you're right. And what I've seen in the past is right. Both is that pessimism. You can't do that. Why not? Well, because it won't work that way. You need more experience. The other word you said was experience. And I love that word. I love it. And that word is used for good a lot. And that word's used for evil a lot. And it's funny how people will embrace that word to however it fits their argument at the point in time. But you know, that word needs a lot of context. Um, I, I, I think you stated it really well. And so, so tell me then, okay, 
So here, here you have this, let's set the stage again. Here you have this medium, this Wi-Fi enabled world. You're meeting people going, hmm, it can be done. Hmm, I, you know, Zach Long. Wow, he's doing great things. The other thing you said is then you also, and this is what I think you guys, the, the DPT students and the fresh PTs really have to embrace is that you guys, to use your word, Mitch, are defining the new profession. And what I find with a lot of people who are pessimistic, they are in the old system. And I told someone this week, I said, what I love about the DPT students and the fresh PTs is they do not see the world and the system that they need to work in the same as we do. And so, and I think that's what you guys have, uh, have really done well. So there you are. You understand that you're, you're defining a new profession, a new system. You met me, you met Zach, you met Jeff Moore and um, Gene. So tell me how you decide to go out right out of school or what you did right out of school and how you got to where you are six months down the road, because you do have your own business now. It's uh, Fitness TX, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I'm open and running. And so, yeah. So take, take us down that path. Yeah, I, I think it, well, first to state and, and to clarify, I, you know, it can rub some feathers wrong when there's these new grads trying to redefine the profession for a large quantity of people. And I, I don't think we're trying to do that at all. I think we're just trying to define our own individual profession, right? No, 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 no. I'm not letting you off the hook on that, bro. So no, this, this is not an individual choice to do something here. Here's the argument I make when you go out there, Mitch. And so let me jump ahead. I follow Mitch on Instagram. He is doing a great service to himself, to his business, to his customers and to the profession of physical therapy because he is getting awareness out there. And so you think you're only dealing with one person in your little world, Mitch, but you're, you're representing the profession. So no, you can't say it's your own, it's your own little niche in the profession because you guys, you guys are then making sure the word is getting out. So I call it, you guys are doing the triple threat because you're doing good for yourself. You're doing good for the, you, your patients and you're doing good for the profession. So own that shit right now. That's well, that's accurate. Yeah. And you know, maybe it's just for, for a, a niche community or a niche audience. You know, I, I guess I, I, just, I don't like that word. No, you found, <laughs> here we go. Again. Here we go. Found your target market. You found people that have a need that you can use your expertise, which is your schooling and your skills to help live a better life. And by the way, which in turn will have a huger effect on the population in the area and it will grow out because someone Beautiful. else, someone else in, you know, Flagstaff, New Mexico will see it and they will start something and they will start influencing their population in their community. All right. Yeah. So, so no, there's no small in this world, man. <laughs> they are in this profession. I think so. So we're broadening the scope of physical therapy in that sense. Then. There, there you go. And, and it needs redefining at this point, because if you if people like you aren't helping to redefine it, then we then someone else. Here's the best argument. If we don't redefine it, someone else will. And guess where they will be? They will be under the fucking dome. And I got to make sure and get the F word in there to keep my E streak rolling. Um, yeah. They'll made be it under the dome in Washington, D.C. and your state capital. And they will decide our future. We need to decide our future so that the public will demand it so that nobody under a dome can fuck with our profession. That is the solution. So 
back to the original question and I'll let you finish this time. Take Indeed. me through how you got to, you know, your, your Wi-Fi enabled mentoring, your Wi-Fi world, you're going out and doing with people like Zach and showing up my course and take me through these people are telling you, no, 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 you can't. So tell everybody how you got here to where you are today. Yeah. And I, I guess it comes back to in grad school, uh, we had a professor, Dr. Jamie Kreps, who was, um, he's owned a couple private practices of his own. And he was very optimistic in the sense that, you know, this is doable for people if it's right for you, you know, not to uh, underscore the, uh, the effect that it's not, not going to be easy in any sense, but it is doable. And so I had some, I had some inspiration to light the fire before the Wi-Fi enabled the connections and basically use those to supplement where I was significantly lacking. Right. And, and awesome. so the, the uh, complex orthopedic musculoskeletal, yeah. um, diagnosis and dysfunction and, and yeah. supplementing with business principles from, you know, from guys like Gene Chirakabrad and, and helping to basically pad where I was lacking, bounce ideas back and forth. This is what I'm thinking. How would this work? Um, I'm fortunate to also know Ryan Smith, who's, who was a, just a few months ahead of me, right. was kind of paving the path as well. So I was able to bounce some ideas off of him about cash pay and in a CrossFit gym and just trying to be as resourceful as possible with, with these connections to get the information I would need to get started. Because I, I really felt like if I could just get started, if I, if I just had enough runway and enough help to get the door open and could start seeing people, then I could compound the effect, the the word of mouth would spread, do right by the customer and ultimately, you know, learn more lessons along the way. And not trying to say that you need to know everything before you take one step out into the wilderness, but just know enough that you can go out and be resourceful when you're out there. So that was the main goal. And I attribute a, a large portion of it to the mentorship mastermind group that we're a part of, because that is daily, weekly, uh, monthly communication where we're where we're diving in the exact principles that I wanted to go down. So Q and a with a lot of like-minded students here in their business ideas, um, listening to pitches about, uh, you know, selling yourself and getting a business plan and, and moving forward on these as we were diving into the, you know, advanced orthopedic knowledge in class and, and, you know, along our internship rotations. Um, so really just leveraging, leveraging those connections, leveraging the Wi-Fi enabled uh, mentorship that I was, uh, you know, that I was afforded and, and just help giving you enough runway that I could get out and get started with that. Man, again, so much stuff in there and that's awesome because so, so you had the in-person mentor and your professor that helped and, and don't get me wrong. We haven't talked about the PT education side. I, I, I start the conversation with that as a given. We, we, we got to get the, you know, we got to get our PT side so we can go out and uh, absolutely do. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong, but, but that's good to hear that that's where it started. But again, we, we've doubled back to that mentoring masterminds that that is a that is a whole new definition of mentoring because you're in a group and there's usually not a lot, you know, in the old way. And I'd say two, three years ago, you didn't get in group for mentoring. Mentoring is always find a mentor, sit across from your mentor, ask your mentor questions. So I think that's really good. And then is there not, and I could be wrong, so correct me. Um, is there not a, uh, or, uh, an actual, say more of a clinical physical therapy side of that mentoring masterminds group with Jeff Moore? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's twofold. It, it was it was set out to be to supplement the clinical um, lack, I guess, for better better phrasing, um, that was common amongst new grads to kind of to bring us up to speed with some of the um, the things we needed to be in tune with from an orthopedic standpoint, and then to add in the business lessons that um, that there just isn't time carved out for in the DPT curriculum. So it was it was a two headed spear there, and it's it's morphed into more than that, I would say now. But um, on face value, I mean that's that's the two biggest points. Yeah, that that's uh, that's really good. And a big shout out to Gene and Jeff Moore for starting that. I'm going to be Absolutely. honest because there's so much stuff floating around me and then so much stuff in my head. There's certain things and I didn't fully grasp what they had uh, started until honestly about a week ago as I was talking to Jeff Moore a little more about it. So huge shout out to Gene and uh, Jeff Moore for starting that mentor Mastermind yeah, group. You talk about healthcare disruption. I mean, that's that's yeah, what they're there you go, doing on zero, really. And that group's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's growing, man. It's an army. Yeah, that's great. And are there students and uh, fresh PTs in there? There is, and seasoned PTs as well. There are. Okay, good. Good note. All right. So uh, you guys may want to head over to UpDoc Media and check out the mentoring. Is it? It's through UpDoc Media. Is that correct, Mitch? Uh, I don't quote me on that, but I believe so. Yes, I believe so. So one of two places go to UpDoc media and look for mentoring masterminds and, or go to ice dot physio exactly how it sounds. I C E dot P H Y S O and uh, look for it there, but it's at one of those two places. So definitely something you'll want to research if you're listening to this podcast and you and, uh, Mitch's, uh, ringing some of your bells and uh, you're getting excited about some of this stuff. So, okay, good. So I, I want, I, I still want a little more building in the middle there, Mitch, about how did you decide? Cause, cause again, I want people to understand the mindset of this and, and I love the, uh, don't get me wrong. I love the discussion we're having. Now I want people to understand the mindset, your mindset of how you right. decided I want, I want to know how you decided who you were going to serve because again, you believed you were, you were filling a niche and you're not. And I want people to understand when they're deciding who they're going to serve, that actually helps to get them more focused to serve more of those people. So it's not a scarcity mindset of I'm going to serve this small group of people. No, I'm going to serve this one purpose within a large group of people. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So tell, tell, tell us how you got there. Well, you know, I'm a little hard at it in my own right. Um, and kind of ran into a little early injury of my own, some back pain issue and long story short, battled with it for a while and wanted to seek out a provider in the area, had a hard time finding one, um, for the sense that I I was a very active, uh, trained hard type individual. And there was a lot like me out there that were running into injuries of their own and having a hard time as well, finding a provider that they felt they really connected with on that sense. Um, and that, I guess that was the first bridge that kind of opened my eyes to maybe there's a market here of people like myself that are working really hard at the limits of their knowledge to live the healthiest life possible. They, they see the benefit in it. They, they understand they should be training and exercising regularly. They, they're, they're trying to watch what's going into their body and try to hit all the low hanging fruit to say, and, and want to get solutions to problems that they're having outside of their scope, right? Maybe they're musculoskeletal related. I, like a lot of people did not want to, did not want to wind up in the ER. I didn't feel like I belong there. I didn't, 
think I needed an x-ray for any reason of that sort. And, and so I didn't really see the benefits of that system. And then maybe it was just a product of my environment where there wasn't a, a well-known physio close by that I could, that I could go see and, and really had trusted in them. I'm not sure what it was, but I, it left a taste in my mouth where I felt I could service other athletes like myself, like other people that I knew who were running into injuries, who were doing a lot of work on the front end to try to to be the best self that they could be to train hard and stay active and wanted a provider that not only understood that need and that drive, but also lived it as well, because there's a lot of trust that goes into that. That's, you know, Seth Godin's book tribes. I mean, we're, we're attracted to people who, who like the things that we like and do the things that we do. And we have a innate level of trust with those individuals that we really can't put into words right away. And that's, that's deep rooted with, with, if we're classifying like CrossFit athletes or triathletes and things of that nature, anything that's in a niche sort. I mean, they have that deep rooted trust, um, for that reason. And I just wasn't seeing it in my area and felt a, a large push to, to be that provider, to, to provide high level musculoskeletal care for people who are working really hard at the limits of their knowledge and, and wanted to stay as healthy and as fit as long as they could. And I felt my expertise in reducing and eliminating musculoskeletal pain and dysfunction was going to help them on the course of, of staying fit, staying healthy, um, and then be a resource or a, uh, a guide, I guess, for them uh, down the road if they ran into any other issues. The mindset there was, I, you know, obviously, I, what's what's stopping you from doing that? If that's really your passion, if that's really what you think you're here to do, your intent, um, you get one go around at this life. You know, you get one shot at this. And, and I know the argument can be made that, you got one shot to launch your business. And if that fails, you, you know, you might've wasted an opportunity down the road, but I, I don't look at it that way. I think, you know, you, if you're going to jump at it, you're going to jump at it and things are going to happen now or later whenever they're supposed to happen. And, you know, I heard from Jeff Moore a year ago, uh, that the biggest, that the only fear he had was the fear of the rocking chair. You know, yeah. when you wind up when you're 86 years old and you, all your chips are in and you, there's no more time to make any plays out there on the court that, that all you're left with is the rocking chair and, and your thoughts about your life and looking back and what did you make happen if, if you really wanted to make happen. And that idea has since been, you know, echoed and repurposed by guys like Tony Robbins and Gary Vee who, who have, who have shouted it from their mountains. But, you know, it struck me deep when Jeff said it and man, if you know what I mean? Like if, if all we're scared of is failure and we're holding ourselves back in that sense. So, so I, I tried to, to push out the failure thought and really hold true that the only fear that that really motivated me and kept me going was that was that rocking chair and I knew that if this was my intent and my focus and I knew there was people out there that that related and understood and, and felt the same way I did that a uh, that a business could be formed out of that need that's uh that's a great story how old are you Mitch 26 going on seven. Yeah. So Mitch is 26. I just turned 50. So <laughs> all I'm going to say is to amplify this because what he said does not need any more input. I can't emphasize enough as a 50 year old reflecting how everything Mitch just said is not a hundred percent on it's a thousand percent on. So if nothing else, we'll run back that last five minutes and just re-listen to it because my only regret, my only regret is not starting sooner. So I'll, I'll leave that's, it at that. That's yeah. good to hear in my position. <laughs> so, um, so why don't you talk a little bit now, now let's get in and we, we're not talking tactics or nuts and bolts, but 
tell everybody out there because there's some first second uh there's students and fresh pts going yeah but but what do you do when you go into a gym because because i see a lot of discussions on facebook people don't know how to approach the gym owners they don't know how to approach the trainers so why don't you tell us a little bit not so much what you did uh, mitch but tell us what you are doing now tell us your role in this gym because this gym is not yours correct correct not my gym yeah so fill us in yeah, so the, the gym is uh, owned by Andrew and Jen Charlesworth. It's CrossFit to Waver, which um, is irrelevant to this podcast. But in the sense that, you know, ultimately, I just rolled in as a place to train and be around other good coaches. So I, I think the, the biggest step that ultimately uh, holds some people back or, or doesn't open the door to some relationships is, is ego, ultimately. And so as DPTs, we can often come out of school with this largely inflated ego that we're the, the movement experts suddenly been granted by our, our degree and our license. And our ego will get in the way of really good coaches who have been working really hard at their craft for a long time and have a lot that they can add to us. And so I guess my first step was really just to check my ego, find a place that I could train hard and also learn from some other really good coaches, both Andrew and Jen are on the CrossFit headquarters staff. So they travel every weekend and, and teach other trainers. So they're very well-versed trainers to say the least. And so I knew I had a lot to learn from them from a coaching standpoint and also, a, you know, a movement training standpoint. So, um, I guess to give the punchline, I work inside of a CrossFit gym. I, I hold have up, a, hold up. Real quick, clinic Mitch, space. Yeah. Mitch, you said what they brought you now say what, before you go into that, say what you brought to them because people need to understand. Cause I love the way you started this and thank you for saying, check your ego because I took me about five, eight years to check my ego. And yes, <laughs> that's the other thing I should have started earlier and I should have checked my ego a lot sooner, but so you check your ego, you learn from them, but you have something to offer them. So talk a little bit about that because people need to hear, okay, I checked my ego. So what's my expertise in a room like this? Yeah, a little dose of humility goes a long way in that sense. But, you know, right away, the conversation started coming up about, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're a doctor of physical therapy and, and you, you know, you, you train and do this and that. And all the questions started coming up of, well, we got this injury, we got this and so and so and I'm battling with this back injury. And, um, you know, what do you know about this? Or what are your thoughts on that? Cool. And you could see very quickly that there were a number of issues that they were seeing at their ground zero and in, in their CrossFit box that, are, that were outside of their scope or outside of their knowledge base, you know, and they, they weren't well equipped to, to deal with a lot of the issues, but like a lot of gyms and a lot of trainers out there, they're doing the best they can to try to, you know, triage situations. And, um, so right away I was able to kind of, to lend my knowledge on some of these topics, you know, you know, here's what we know about this and, you know, maybe you should try this. And, you know, with one of the athletes very quickly, we were able to make change in her low back symptoms and, and, and see some very rapid subjective and objective improvement. And so, you know, being able to demonstrate your skills, um, you know, when the rubber actually meets the road is important, you know, but ultimately can show mutual benefit there as, as you will become better coaches, having this, having this deeper knowledge of anatomy, physiology, movement, you know, and likewise will be a fit better physical therapist, having been exposed to better coaching and, and being in an environment where people are moving and moving frequently. And so mutual benefit there showing the expertise, but also doing it in a, in a, in a really dose of humility, I guess, um, was huge early on. 
That's great. And, and that's really the take home I want, Mitch, is that whatever, you know, whatever you were going to share there is those first two steps about how you showed up there and then how you showed value. I believe that anybody listening to this podcast could then apply that to any type of setting, whether you're going in to work with an employer. I mean, I don't care what setting you're going into. Um, going into work with a doctor, you know, like a pelvic health PT going into work with a urologist, right? Let, let, let's let each side be their experts. Everybody check their egos at the door, right? A dose of humility. I got a shitload to learn here. Um, I do have something to add, but I've got to ask a lot of questions and listen first to see what the needs are to see if I'm a fit for what they need. You may not be a fit. If the owner didn't really want to, you know, was too afraid or didn't want to give up their pay, uh, their customers to you because they were afraid of losing them, you know, then maybe you say, this isn't a good fit for me and you move on. But that's what I want people to understand is that. So um, <clears throat> I think we're uh, getting close here to my ADD time and probably yours too, Mitch. So tell us, uh, so it's fitnesstx.physio, correct? That's correct, yep. And in case you're like me, fitness has two S's, people. That's <laughs> F-I-T-N-E-S-S-T-X dot physio, all right, where you can find Mitch. And I've been at his website, and I think his website is put together really well because when you hit it, you got to think of the, you're not, you may not be the consumer. So go take a look at his website. Cause I think you'll be really impressed with the way it is set up. And what's great is you'll see a lot of what Mitch has already said here. You'll see it reflected in the website. And then you're also, um, Mitch, Mitch has helped me personally. Uh, I have 50 years old, just started doing deadlifts six months ago, seven months ago. Um, and reach out to Mitch on Twitter and ask him a couple of questions. And he actually said two words to me. He had a great conversation with me, but there were two words I took away that almost immediately eliminated my back pain. And that was, um, straight tibias. <laughs> and, um, I'll, you know, so when you're going down at the bottom of that deadlift, uh, make, I'm now I'm vertical tibias, I think is what you said. So I'm working hard on those vertical tibias and it has really, really helped me out. Yeah, so shit. you're yeah. pulling some heavy weight over there. Yeah, dude. Oh, and I'm loving it. Oh, don't you know? That's great. That's don't great. You know, I'm loving it. Every once in a while I peek around and make sure everybody looking. Um, <laughs> I'm 50 years old, man, to start deadlifts and they, and they feel great. And I'll be doing them this afternoon. And then, um, Mitch has got some great stuff on Instagram. Your personal account is what Mitch? That's at Unchained Physio. That's where I've been the last uh, course of two, three years now. And it's where you can find a lot of the stuff that I'm doing in my training and, and a lot of the resources that I put out there. Can people connect with you on your website or is it better professional wise? Is it better through Instagram Unchained Physio? You know, wherever you find me, if you heard of okay. me through this podcast, I'll be good. Facebook, add me, um, okay. Instagram, website, whatever's convenient. Okay. And then you do have a business Instagram site also? That's you correct. Checked out. What is that? Yep. You can go to at Fitness TX where you can see a lot of the, uh, the business related posts. Um, and that's at Fitness TX on uh, Facebook as well. One of my favorite things, I got to share this story. So Mitch and I meet, you know, and yeah, we connect every once in a while. And I got back on Instagram and so I follow him. And then I discover this, my story thing on Instagram, by the way, about three weeks ago. So <laughs> now I constantly will scroll through that and I see Mitch up there and I tap it. And there's a picture of a dude in a CrossFit gym doing step ups on a huge freaking box. I don't know how high that box was holding a child. 
That Holding was baby. awesome, dude. And that was, and you, it pans over to Mitch going dad of the year. And it was like, think about what Mitch said at the beginning of this is finding these people who want, I mean, this is so important to this guy. He's like, you know, forget it. We don't have daycare. All right. I'll take the care with me. This is people I want to connect with. They want to do good. This guy is going to be right. The perfect person to work with. They're that close to putting themselves over the edge of being, you know, the person they want to be healthier, living longer. So I, I tell you, man, that, that your story on Instagram nailed it perfectly about, man, this is a great population to work with. So great. And yeah, I'll tell you, I'm inspired daily by them. The things that they come in and do, um, given their lifestyle. I mean, it's the true definition of just no excuses, you know, fitting it in. So, um, yeah, I I get inspired daily. So to say the least, what is it? Um, I'm so new to this stuff. What do you do? So I can barely get my chin above the bar, let alone pull myself up to my waist above the bar. What's that called? What's that move called? (laughs) Yeah. Full bar muscle up. Yeah. Uh, 40 year old dude and so then i go on instagram and that was actually a video on your website and uh mitch posted a woman doing her first ever full body muscle up and i gotta tell you man as a 50 year old sitting out here in california wondering if he was going to go to the gym today i gotta tell you so you know the wi-fi enabled world and what 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 we can do to change the attitudes of people that we can help as physical therapists is just ginormous because we have so many avenues now. So thank you so much, Mitch, for coming on. I love, um, I love the fact you're doing well. I think of, I remember where you sat in that class too. I was so impressed. Three students showed up in that class and three students were there that day, uh, maybe four, sorry. There might've been four, but obviously three made an impression on me and to see where you are today and the great things you're doing for our profession, just, uh, you, you've got to understand it inspires me to keep pushing and to keep going and keep going. You know what? No, these people are doing good. We got to get the word out. So thanks for being on the podcast. Well, I appreciate it, man. And, and don't sell yourself short either, because that was a, that was a great course at, at the uh-huh. right time for me to shift my perspective about, it's about all about me as a physio to, to remembering it's all about the customer and the yeah, consumer. Yeah. That definitely is a take home on that thing. I think we pound that within oh, the first you make, five you, minutes. You get it in, man. You yeah, get it it's in. like, it ain't about you anymore. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. All right. Well, thanks Thank so you, much Mitch. for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, man. Thank good you, talk. Mitch. Disruption. Disruption. Powered by Abduct Media. Join in the conversation. Tweet. 